Welcome, everybody, back to Who's Your Band? Uh, Sean Morton, my co-host, is not with us today. He decided, you know what? There's going to be a major snowstorm, a nor'easter hitting the, the northeast. This is a great day to move. So Sean is moving today. Uh, wish him the best. Uh, his new place is, looks absolutely gorgeous. And uh, we'll see him next week uh, with a very special guest. But this week, this week, okay, we have singer, songwriter, musician, Give it up for Laura Victoria. How are, you, Laura? <laughs> How are you guys? This is El Victoria. <laughs> so good to see you. Thank you for inviting me to this. Oh, it's, it's listen, it's our pleasure, and it's exciting. So I, I don't know a lot about you, and which is good because it gives us and our audience a chance to really get a chance to know you. So tell us where where are you from originally? I was born in South America, in the beautiful country of Venezuela. Ah, one that cool. fell apart like Cuba, but we're not going to talk about politics. And I moved when I was really young. I moved to New York, and then I moved to Los Angeles. And um, how I, old were you when you came over? Oh, I came here uh, on my twenties. When I, well, I was I graduated. I have my bachelor degree in my hands, my diploma, and that's what my mom told me to do, and she I know died. that I, I know that about you. You're you got your you went to a very good school. You went to Pepperdine. Oh yeah, I went to Pepperdine for my master's degree and in teaching. English is better now, <laughs> thanks to that. In, in education, teaching education. Um, wow. I do one at music school, and I teach all instruments, so it's fun, and I get to encourage my students and give my best. So yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Okay, so you're you you grow up in Colombia, uh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Okay, in Venezuela. Um, so in Venezuela, what kind of music are you listening to when you're kind of like a little girl? Well, when I was little, I grew up with two brothers. Thank God, and uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because I grew up listening to Poison and Van Halen and Metallica and all the cool bands. And I'm assuming your brothers got you into that. Yes, I was listening to okay. that effort, and I loved it. I loved it. And then I started listening by myself. I started listening to Janis Joplin, Ella Fitzgerald, and um, Robert Johnson, you know, blues, like more blues. You have a very sophisticated Robert. taste in music. <laughs> you do. Thank you. I started playing harmonica when I was 12. No, actually, eight years old, sorry. And my mom was wondering, in Venezuela, she was wondering, like, Maybe they uh, gave me the wrong baby, but I mean, it's a joke, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we laugh about it. <laughs> okay, so you're listening to this classic rock. You're listening to some some very cool jazz. Um, did you, you, you're gravitating to, to music. Did you start a band? Did you, did you want to play? Did you want to be a singer? Like, how did you start to get involved in making music? Uh, I was really, really young. I was writing songs when I was probably six years old. I knew how to read and I knew how to write. You, wait, you knew how to read music? No, no, not yet. I, oh. I started uh, studying piano and classical music and music theory. And thanks, mom, again. <laughs> and that, that helped me um, start writing uh, in, with my piano and then with my guitar because I love the first. 
That was the first instrument you, you learned how to play was piano, right? Piano, yeah, but I wanted to be a guitar player. I mm. wanted to be like Steve Vai, you know, like, um, like Slash, like, um, my favorite guitar player is uh, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple. So that's and, what and I want to do. And Rainbow. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so I started studying music and writing my own songs and I've been doing that. I, I produced 10 albums so far and one was part of the Grammy. So really, I got too oh. far from a girl, little girl from Venezuela. You know what I mean? So dreams come true. Yeah, we had... Um... Katie Cole uh, on the show last week. She's a part of Smashing Pumpkins. And she said pretty much what you just said. The first instrument that she picked up was the piano and then wound up, you know, playing guitar and bass and that, you know, just like you multi instruments. Do you kind of find that's like the gateway, the intro uh, instrument? If you could play the piano, you could pretty much pick up everything else. That's true. I believe, and I always encourage my students to play piano first. There's so many reasons. Why? Um, short, I'll tell you why. First, it's easier to learn music theory through the piano. Number two, it's easier to start playing piano and get your hands used to be before the guitar. A lot of uh, girls give up playing guitar because it's too harsh. And But when you play piano first, your fingers are trained. And then when you jump to guitar, it's easier. You know what I mean? Um, right. Why you don't see a lot of female guitar players out there is because it's such a hustle. I mean, all the gear we have to bring. Look at my Eddie Van Halen amp. It's crazy. I mean, I have my Flying V guitars. You can barely see them, but they're here. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of hustle. But at the same time, when you start with piano, it's a good transition. I mean, you learn music theory. You learn how to compose. You learn. Uh, it's just easier, and actually makes you. Makes you smart. I mean, I passed a bunch of uh, math tests thanks to um, studying piano and music theory. Uh, that's a long conversation, so we're not going yeah. to that right there's now. A, <laughs> there's definitely a correlation there between math and uh, music and piano in particular, correct? Yes, because uh, when you study piano, you are reading, you're playing piano, you're using both sides of the brain. So when you're using the whole brain, you're using your... Uh, your body and your brain, you're connecting everything and your uh, brain develops so fast. To be honest, some of the math tests that I passed, I passed them because I, I developed logic through my piano lessons. And I didn't know, I, for example, uh, at some point I saw a formula and like a math problem. I was like, I've never seen this. I just saw the, the answers and I, I was able to just, uh, just cross the ones I, they didn't make sense. And then kind of like logically kind of like know what the answer could be possibly. And that's how I passed my math test, to be honest. I mean, math is cool, but um, when you are from a different country and you're doing a math test, it's not the same. I mean, I mean, the problem is wrote in a different language, first of all. And also I saw some math things that I never seen before. But thanks again, thanks to logic. Thanks to logic, I always pass those those tests. So it's it's kind of like a miracle. <laughs> okay, so you you were what? How old were you when you came over to the United States? I was in my twenties. You're in your twenties. And did you have something going on here musically, or did you uh, come over here just to come to the United States? Did like you know? Did you come here for like a reason? Did you have like a a, a gig lined up? Uh, something like that. 
Well, I was a lot, I was into jazz and rock music at the same time. I had a jazz and rock band in, back in Venezuela. And I was into that. And then my country fell apart. And uh, this dictator um, just took the country. And I, ha- I knew in my heart that I had to leave. And God told me, I mean, I, li- I listened to the voice of God. I read the Bible. I was just, I have to go right now. Like, my, I don't have a, um, a life here anymore. So I moved to New York and I started singing jazz in some clubs there. And it was really cool, even with my broken English, you know. So what I told the honors, I told them, I can sing in Spanish, I can sing Portuguese, I can sing Bossa Nova, I can sing in English. And they were like, oh yeah, cool, awesome. We don't have uh, too many singers that can sing Bossa Nova in, in Portuguese. So that's how I got in, you know, to be honest. But then when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I always been relentless, you know, I always been, I believe in perseverance. So when I moved to LA, I started my first band and uh, I took the band on tour. I got sponsors. We were selling albums on the streets to survive, to be honest. We were like selling albums and merchandise. We were working extremely hard. And then out of the blue, I was just touring with Ace Freely and like Fred Michaels. I was just like, it's like, this is like, story that tells you that dreams can come true as long as you believe you know and you work hard of course and in the favor of god <laughs> you said a lot there let's let, no, but let's go back to to new york so you come to new york what clubs are you playing in in new york i was playing in the village um it's a great energy in the village right I, yeah uh, sean and i uh are both stand-up comics yeah. And I, yeah, I, before the pandemic, you know, my home club was Greenwich Village Comedy Club. I mean, that's uh, I was always, always in the village. And now it's completely ravished. It's terrible. Uh, you know, there's nothing going on. So you're, you, so you're, you're in the village. And uh, how long were you in New York for? Well, before I wanted to ask you, do you know the 55 bar in New York? 55 bar? It's a no, rich- I know. I know Club 54. Which yeah. is <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bar in 55, 55 Street Lincoln. Ah, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember. Fifty five Christopher Street. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, 50, fifty five Christopher Street. Yeah, somewhere there, somewhere there. It's a little spot. You can Google it. Uh, fifty five bar. I'm pretty sure it's still open. Little tiny spot. I I saw Cecil Taylor there, who used to play with uh, John Coltrane. I saw, oh my God! I watched so many amazing blues and jazz players that I can't tell you. Little tiny spot, so cool, and I believe it's still open. Well, you think you think about Christopher Street, you know, is that that's like kind of like the gay street in uh, New York City. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like the village, the village. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just saying. Somewhere in the village, there. If you can, you, I promise you, if you Google Fifty Five Bar New York. Westside Village or Village somewhere, it's there. I just haven't been there in a long time. Ten cool. Years. So what made you make the jump from New York to L.A.? Well, Better I music love, scene? I love New York with all my heart. and uh, But the city was too crowded, too tough, too crazy. I didn't feel like the rock scene was there, to be honest. And I wanted to experience the Santa Strip. And I wanted to go to the Roxy, the Whiskey A Go-Go. Um, all these clubs, you know, I wanted right. to learn the culture and see where uh, my favorite bands were performing. So 
So I moved to LA and I started playing uh, the Sunset Strip Festival and all these things. And I, I mean, before they closed the House of Blues, because when they closed, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of my friends in LA know this, um, when they closed the House of Blues in, on Sunset, in Sunset Street, in Sunset, sorry, in Sunset, they, the rock scene died in LA. They start fading out. And only, I believe only the Whiskey A Go Go and the Roxy are, um, are the only venues that still have rock bands, which is kind of sad, you know. Did the Troubadour close? I don't know about that one, but I'm pretty, I, I know that the House of Blues, House of Blues is closed. Uh, also the Key Club and um, there is another club that closed and everything become like hip hop and all this. And I honestly, I love music. I love many genres. As long as the song is good, I believe that is a good song and agreed. Appreciate it, you know. But um, I believe in my heart that the rock and roll scene should not die like that. I mean, I mean that's what it is about, especially the Sunset Street Music Festival. The Sons, yeah, the Sunset Street. You know what I mean? That area. Now, <laughs> I had I had a question about. Uh, I saw a video of yours. Um, First of all, how long ago was here in Hollywood? Oh, well, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, that video was produced by a friend of mine who worked with in movies. It's such a, oh, that was such a great experience. Uh, that's a really cool video. It's very innocent and sweet, but it also talks about, I mean, did you watch it? Did you see yes. it? Yes, yeah. So after, after what you just told me, mm -hmm. I get the feeling that video is a little much about you and right coming to LA. It's about this girl that came from South America with a dream who ended up performing at these big venues and then driving, looking at the venues before the House of Blues, Blues closed and looking at the venues like, wow, I can't believe this. You know what I mean? Like you don't believe it sometimes. That something. Now, this is what I had a hard time figuring out. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at picking out influences and saying, this reminds me of this, this. I can't do that with this song. Um, I had a hard time putting my my finger on the influences there. So what was the influence on uh, here in Hollywood? You know, where, where, where are you coming from? And and what what's going in, in your head? Like, who's the musical influence on this one? Yes, well, I, as a producer, I produce many genres and styles. And I've been criticized for that, to be honest. But Why? Why would someone criticize that? That's, 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 that's a beautiful thing. I know. To be versatile uh, like that? It's because people, uh, my first band was very rock, 80s rock mixed with modern uh, influences, right? So people. And that first band was what? L that LA Velvet? LA Velvet, yeah. Okay. So so after that, when I started producing other uh, genres, people started asking, like, why why you're not producing more rock songs? And I'm like, no, I will produce more rock songs. But if God gave me this gift to to uh, to write lyrics, encouraging lyrics in up for in I mean through other genres, I'm gonna use it. So here in Hollywood pretty much is a pop song and um not so, there are not too many there, there is a cool guitar there actually there is a cool guitar riff. <laughs> but um it's more pop, it's more influenced in, uh, you know, the pop scene. Um, back then I was actually signed with a label and they wanted me to be a pop star. And we were talking about this and I wanted to do more rock and they were like, well, you can play guitar. So, you know, all these things. 
but I, I wanted to write a pop song. I, you know, I want to write different uh, songs in different genres. It doesn't really sound like any pop song I really ever heard. It kind of reminded me if Bjork wanted to be a little bit more commercial. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like Pat Benatar, if you think about it. Um, She has some some songs like that, maybe Blondie. Um, So it's like pop rock, right? Uh, But people were like, we want the 80s rock back. And I'm like, don't worry, I got you. I'll always (laughs) Oh, my rock song. Is that I mean, your favorite era of music, by the way? To be honest, yeah. Like if yeah. I could go back in a in a time machine, I, I want to I want to be like there. I want to be in front of the Roxy. I mean the uh, the whiskey a go go, and I want to watch this band's life. You know, so cool. But I love the seventies too. Seventies, like eighties, girl. Yeah. So you actually got a chance to work with like some, I guess, some of your idols because. I'm looking at, you have a new album coming out, yes. uh, right? And that this album, you have uh, Dave Elephant from, uh, Elephant from uh, Megadeth. You have Matt Starr from, from Freely's band. And you have like, to me, like, I think the coolest bass player on the planet, Rudy Sarzo, who has been not only Quiet Riot and White Snake. I mean, he's played with everybody and really, not only a great bass player, but a really super nice guy too. Um, tell us a little bit about the album that you have that's coming out and how did you get to work with like some of the people? Um, were you a little bit in or a little bit intimidated working with like some of these giants? Well, I got to, you know, like I said before, working so extremely hard put me on big tours. Because when I started it, my first band was in small tours, small small little uh, venues, right? But I worked so extremely hard, um, and Jackson Guitars helped me. Like a lot of people started helping me, just because I was working so hard, and they saw in me something. So I started playing bigger venues and bigger venues, and then I, and then the audience. I mean, my army. Thank you guys. I love you. The Army was supporting me so much that I won two radio contests and that's how I got on tour with Brett Michaels. And then I jumped on a tour with Ace Freely. And yes, it was a little bit overwhelming because I was like, I'm just this little girl from South America. You know what I mean? And I'm the, I'm like opening right now for Brett Michaels, who is really cool by the way, and humble. Ace Freely too. So, uh, so those tours were cool. My band was opening for them. I was learning a lot. But uh, one thing that I learned is how to be very aggressive in the performance on stage. So, uh, because in LA, you know how the audience is just very like, let's see what you got, let's see what you got. So I learned how to be like, leave my guitars like crazy, like flying guitar beats. Uh, uh, Yeah, my guitars were flying on the air. It was just crazy. Like I learned how to just perform big time, sing big time. I had issues with the sound before. You put on a show. Yeah, I I, had, you you know. Good thing I had the issues with the sound because I know how to scream so loud with a microphone, even when I have bad sound. So these experiences help you. And uh, and then I ended up with these big bands, you know, thanks to my army, thanks to the hard work, thanks to praying to God, you know, and because honestly, my mission and my purpose is to bring encouragement to others um, through music, through uh, interviews like this, through in any way. Uh, my mission has always been just bringing energy to people, just bringing them hope, especially now. 
So yes, it was overwhelming a little bit to work with this um, big artist, but I learned so much and I learned that they are humble. Most of them are humble. The bigger, like the bigger star, the more humble. I really agree with that. I agree with you. Simple. So um, I was on these big tours and I learned a lot. And then I started making friends and they started respecting me just because I didn't take the easy way. I took the hard way. I took the, the way of, I'm going to make my records. I, I actually quit the label. Uh, I did not want to be a Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that. I want to be who I want to be, who I am, right? So people could, could see how real I am. And, and, and so I could get to them and give them energy and encourage them. If I'm somebody else, I won't be able to do that. So I push hard. I opened my own label called I Machine Records. And then um, I produced the next album by myself. I took the band on tour again. And they, they respected that. Like, like they started seeing that. And Ace, even Ace Freely told me, like, I respect you. You know, you are like young and you're like by yourself. Like who's supporting all this? And I'm like, well, I guess it's God and me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna destroy the stage, but I'm gonna tell people with, my, with the microphone that um, about my mission, about how, um, we need to have hope, you know, that we need to follow the rock. And that's what my new album is about. Power, um, Warrior Life is about, um, it's about God as our rock. Okay, well, let's get back to the, uh, the new album. Um, it's, it's going to be called what? The album is called Warrior Life. Warrior album. Life, that's yeah. right. I wasn't sure if the band was called Warrior Life or the album is called Warrior Life. So, and so how did you get these guys to actually perform on the album? Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm getting to. So, um, so they saw my hard work. They saw me on the big stage with the biggest bands. And they were like, this girl made it there by herself without a label, without promotion, without a daddy who paid for anyone. Nobody, my family is really far in a different country, by the way. So how she got so far, and like I said, through prayers, through the power of God, through working hard, um, and they saw that and they started respecting me, and then they became friends. And then I will see Rudy, you know, like at NAM, and then I will see Dave at NAM. They will be like, Laura, great job, you know, excellent job with Jackson Guitars. I'm like, you kidding me? How do you know about me? And you know, it's like, it's crazy how- It's amazing. I, yeah, it's God connects the pieces. And, and and when you work hard and you don't take the easy way, I mean, people respect that. They they see it, you know, they, they see it's true, it's real. So, um, and they started helping me. I mean, they, they uh, at some point we had conversations where I said, would you help me with this album? I mean, this album is for people to survive what we're going through right now. We need to understand, we need to, um, we need to be warriors right now. We need to believe like we're warriors every day right now. A lot of exactly. people are going through so much. So that's why the album is called Warrior Life because the single is called Power to the Rock. I was just gonna ask you that. Tell us about <laughs> that single, Power to the Rock. Okay, Power to the Rock has two meanings. This is very, very important. The first meaning is um, that God is a rock and through God, we can overcome any challenge through God, who is the rock of ages. And number two, the second meaning of the song is that we need more rock music right now. Oh, definitely. 
we needed. I mean, I was privileged. We were privileged, oh, most of us, to grow in a generation where we could listen to Led Zeppelin, where we could listen to uh, uh, Def Leppard, for example. Good music, you know, guitars, drums, good stuff. And, I, and I'll tell you why. We people actually <laughs> singing. Yeah, people, people singing. Wait, you know, we, we Raw, yeah, you know you, what I mean. Raw vocals. I was on, I was on a show, and we uh, we were breaking down, uh, doing a deep dive of the album Night at the Opera, the Queen classic album, right? And when you look at how diverse that album is, and songs like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and you know, I mean, it's just legendary song, prophet song, Death on Two Legs, four guys, four yeah. guys wrote the album. Freddie Mercury, uh, Brian May, you know, Roger Taylor, John Deacon. That's who wrote it. That's yeah. who wrote it. Yeah. That's who worked. Movies, great too. Then you look at some of this shit that's out now. And it's, it's like 17 writers. The song is trite. It's, you know, it's <laughs> like the candle. So when you say we grew up in the greatest era of music, 100%, that's 100% true. 70s and 80s, you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and why, again, why do we need rock music now more than ever? I want to bring it back through a modern format. I know I cannot bring it back with the 80s sound. I wish, I wish, but I cannot. So I'm going to bring it with a new format. I'm going to bring it kind of like electronic with some cool samples. You know what I mean? But it's still going to be, it's still going to have the 80s rock presence. I mean, you know who's going to be in the album. I mean, Dave from Megadeth and Rudy and uh, Matt Starr from Ace Freely, that, who plays with Ace Freely. So I am going to bring, I'm going to make a, a, a really cool, um, a really cool uh, mix of these genres, of these two, uh, 1980s, and I call it 2030. I don't call it 2020. I call it more advanced. The more modern, the better for me and for, for the song. So anyway, why? Because... We are experiencing challenging times right now, and we need rock music. We need music that can bring us up. We need powerful music that can empower us. Am I not right? Am I not? I, th I think you're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I also detect something else talking to you, all right? You're a very religious girl, aren't you? Not religious. I have a relationship with God. He's my father. He's my creator. And oh God, I can't, I don't, I want to make it short. I don't want to speak a lot. I can speak for hours, but to make it short, God made, made many miracles in my life. Uh, and I can tell you really quick the miracles he did for me and why I am so dedicated to him. Not religious because religion is Religious people kill Jesus. Religious, religious means believing in something man-made, like the Roman Empire in Italy, who had all these beliefs that they were kings and they owned the world and so many people suffer. That's religious. That's religion. Religion, uh, is, it, it just breaks us apart. It just separates us. It just makes us different and diverse. And we are diverse. We are unique. Every person is so beautiful and unique perfectly created by God. So what I'm trying to say at the end is these three miracles that God did for me. Um, that's why he's my rock and he's the rock of ages. The first one, when I moved to the United States, I didn't know anyone and God protected me and provided for me. And uh, I met a pastor who was 
a lawyer who pro bono, through a pro bono, pro bono work for free, went, uh, made me a citizen. And that's God's work. That's God's work. So um, we even went to court and I was terrified because I didn't want to go back to Venezuela. Venezuela is going through dictatorship, socialism, communism. Did you have, wait, that's, very, that's very interesting on its own. Did you have a hard time leaving Venezuela? Or you got out just in I time? I love the country. Venezuela is so beautiful and people are wonderful. Um, they have, they're humble, they're sweet. But when you have one guy that is like Hitler, like Hitler <laughs> I mean, everything changed. Everything just changed, economy collapsed. Um, and the government was giving, um, guns to criminals to kill people on the streets who were but they took away the gun from regular citizens right that too and properties that's communism but we're not we don't want to talk so much about politics some people are going to be like ah, <laughs> freak that face but anyway so um that's the first miracle right that god gave me the citizenship through a person that was led by god he saw me and he said out of me, the hundreds of people that were there in a church, he saw me and he said, daughter of God, tell me your story. I'm going to help you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get scared. Uh, the second one, my mom uh, survived cancer twice. And even in, in, the, in the, uh, the most, the craziest moment when my brother, the big brother, the rock, the strong one, called me and said, this is the last day. I said, no. No, because God can do it. And I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray until it happens. And I did. And my mom survived twice. Oh, thank God. So, well, those are my biggest miracles. There are other ones, but um, those are the big ones. And I can do it all. God can do the impossible. That's why this album, Warrior Life, is about... It's about knowing that if you pray to God, if you meet your creator... He can heal you. He can heal your pain, your fear. He can heal the, the lives of the enemy. Because think about it. When we're alone and isolated, right? What do we think about? I mean, we're human and we're imperfect. Well, Even you don't want to know what my thoughts are when I'm alone. <laughs> Even the most amazing I, I, I want to be out of my own head. Even the most amazing person will, ha will have the craziest thoughts ever. And I'll tell you why. Because it is a spiritual warfare out there and there is an enemy that will put crazy thoughts right here right so right. that's why we need to fill ourselves with with light and we need to surround each other with with good friends and good family right so so i can talk about this for hours i don't want to preach today but i feel like i feel like honestly in my in the worst moments of my life oh one more miracle um Jeffrey, one more miracle. I forgot about this. Some of you know this, my story. I lost all my guitars and my gear in 2015, right before a Randy Rhodes tribute show. I had to borrow a guitar, but my, all my gear got stolen. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this is a cool story for musicians. I know you feel my pain right now. I know you can feel it. So... When that happened, um, I played the show. It went well. But when I got back home and I didn't see my guitars, my Jackson guitars, my, my recording gear, my, my stuff, my life, you know, everything I fought so hard for, 
that it wasn't given for free. It wasn't, I didn't have a daddy who paid for anything. I mean, it was hard work, honestly. When I didn't see them there, I said to myself, you know what? I heard the voice of God and he told me, you have two choices. Or you, you can get depressed and fall in a hole and just lose it because you don't have anything right now. You, I was living with a roommate and she was crazy. Anyway, and my family so far, I did not have anything, to be honest. I barely had money. <laughs> so it was 2015. And then he said to me, or you can come to me and I'll give you peace because I am the only one who can give peace and joy. And I'm like, oh God, yes, <laughs> yes, I'll come to you. It so sounds to me like you're pretty, you're pretty spiritual. I am pretty connected to my creator. Yes. You are. And we all have you a spirit. Are. We all have a spirit, right? So, yeah. I, I, I get, this, is, this is what I don't get, okay? <laughs> uh, it's like, do you know who Tom Brady is? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. okay. This is what, Tom Brady is rich. He's handsome. Okay. And he's married to a supermodel. I think God has done enough for this guy. Okay. Maybe it's time to give someone else a chance. Someone like me. Okay. okay. I, I need, I need, I need a break. And, but you know what? God has been good to me too. I, I can't complain. I'm making a joke. Um, I know, I know, I, I get the joke, but can you tell me how God's been good to you, please? Well, first of all, I've, oh, I've been healthy and I've been able to, to work through oh, this this pandemic. Uh, also, I wish Sean was here. I wish Sean was here for this because he loves when I bring this up. Uh, out of the blue, I got I got uh, asked to audition for the movie The Irishman you know, with Martin Scorsese, and I wound up getting a uh, cast in the movie, and I got to work opposite Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and, and all those guys, and from that, I he, I got recommended for another movie, which I shot, that's coming out, and I shot another movie during this pandemic, and so in, in that regard, I can't complain. God has been very, very good to me. Amen. You know, of Amen. course, I'm one of these guys, I'm a New York guy who who is <laughs> never happy, constantly jaded and you know said i need more but all kidding aside you know if, if everything stopped today i'd still be very i'd, I'd feel like i was blessed as well i'm very blessed to me very yeah. blessed and i pray that god keeps blessing you and bless anyone who's watching this video and this interview because at the end it's not about us it's about the message and about encouraging each other to be honest that's that's what it's all about so Victoria, uh, Laura, are you teaching now? Are I do music online and um, I have a couple of students that come to my music studio here in Nashville and I love it. I love um, teaching music and encouraging them and, you know, bringing them up. It sounds like, it sounds like, you know, you, you're just full of positivity and, you know, good vibes. And I think it probably rubs off on your students and they're very lucky to have you. Um, uh, what, what made you move from LA to Nashville? Because everybody, every musician is in Nashville right now. It's true. I'm writing a song about it. It's called Music City. It's about Nashville. And I'll tell you why, Jeffrey. Um, because we were in California at the studio and I had a vision and I saw a wave coming to California like that. And I got really scared. Uh, one thing, I don't like waves. I love the ocean. 
I just don't like a huge wave. Like I have nightmares about that. And I was asking God, why would you show me this vision? And he said, he, I felt he said, I need you to get out of here sooner the better. And that was in March before it got really crazy. So, you know what? Packed my stuff uh, with my husband. We packed everything, all the music gear, all the recording gear, all the guitars, and we left. Um, and, and then we heard all the bad stories about everything that happened, unfortunately. And I have friends in LA. I miss you guys. I love you. I know California is really rough right now. You can come to my studio. <laughs> so you moved down to Nashville in March, right before the pandemic hit? To be, yeah, and you know what happened? Uh, we produced a video because right now, I don't, I don't know, we haven't talked about this. I am, I mean, the album is for El Victoria, for me as a solo artist, but I am in a band called Warriors of Light. So sometimes we combine both shows together. We just collaborate together. I am their lead singer, lead guitar player. It's a little confusing. It's just a big collaboration. Anyway, um, so to get to the point is, um, what was your question again? <laughs> I, I like you, you moved from LA to Nashville right before the pandemic hit? Yes, we, we produced a video called No Weapon. And it's, it's um, that video is, there, there, was, there is a revelation in the video. We produced it in February. Uh, it's prophetic. Because if you go and watch that video right now, it, it shows the images of what happened after the virus. The, 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 for example, like the, you know how Nashville, the bomb in Nashville, right? How it destroyed um, part of uh, Broadway, close to Broadway. You know how cities in New York- Oh, that, you're talking about the one on uh, Christmas. So that's in the video. Also, you know, the, the streets in New York, like so empty and, and how crazy is that? I mean, all these things are in the video. So that video, uh, we just did an interview about that video and how it's so prophetic. Um, so this is related to the fact that I moved to Nashville so quick. Because God, when God guides you, I mean, you're not gonna fail. Yeah. Is uh, Are things open in Nashville? Are you able to get out a little bit? Are you able to perform stuff? Uh, yeah, actually, it's amazing. Um, there's a play called Bourbon Street that I love. and. You're far from people and you could just sit down and watch some live music, even in the afternoon. I'm talking about good music. I'm talking about jazz, blues, good stuff. Um, and there are clubs, there are places open. People are just very careful and nothing crazy. Um, have you been getting up? Have you been, have you been performing? I had, I had a, a gig at some point. It just, um, but then I, I actually went on tour to Oklahoma instead. I play, because I have a huge fan base in Oklahoma and Colorado. I played for Oklahoma in 2018, so that really helped me uh, big, um, you know, to uh, get this big army. <laughs> so, and those are my favorite states right now, and Texas. So we're going back this year, actually. We're going on tour, and we're going to play. We're going to start in March. We're going to Texas. Yes! And we are going to South Carolina for huge festival called, um, uh, I think it's called Revival Festival in South Carolina. So, yeah. So you, see, too, you so. see things starting to open up a little bit and live music starting to come back. Well, yeah, because there are some venues that are open 
Um, the huge festival is in an open. Uh, you, I'm, I'm sorry, but but you saw that they canceled uh, Coachella again. Yeah, the crazy Coachella, huh? Yeah. It, it, so it's it, it's because it, it's funny. It's funny what's going on in this country where some states like you know New York, California, you know everything's still closed, you know, there's no ticketed events. And then the states that you're talking about, Oklahoma, Texas, the Carolinas, it sounds like, you know, things are happening there a little bit. Yeah, and truly in the beginning, I start feeling fear, but fear comes come from the enemy. Uh, fear is, is you're not supposed to feel fear. What we're supposed to do is pray, get the guidance of God, and if God opens the door, go for it. I just, I was shooting a video with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, I saw <laughs> that. What, 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 I mean, you, hell, you're all over the place, uh, Laura. How the hell did you wind up working with Corey Taylor from Slipknot? I love Corey Taylor. It's a cool story. Hard work pays off. So anyway, um, I got this email and I thought I got this email and I thought it was a scam. So I got this email from the band um, Moonshine Bandits from California. And they emailed me and said, we are looking for an edgy female guitar player that can thread, that can solo, that, you know, for a video, for a music video with Corey Taylor from Slipknot and with our band. And I'm like, what? And they said, we were searching in Google. And if you search edgy female guitar player, Los Angeles, what you're going to see, you're going to see John Jett, you're going to see Orianthi, and then it was me. That's a pretty good company to be in. I was like, are you kidding me? I met Orianthi one, by the way, and she's really cool. Um, Yeah, those girls rock, those women. Uh, So anyway... They emailed me and I said, how am I in Google search like that? Thank you, Lord. And I got scared because I said, how am I going to go to California back there when I just got out of there in March? And this was in December when we were shooting the video. So I got scared and I said, I'm asthmatic. I don't want to get the virus. And then God was like, go. And I said, God, but this is not even like, this is like a crazy video. The song is called Leave the Madness. Are you sure? And God is like, go. I'm like, I pray about it. I told him to close the doors. He's like, go and do it. I'm like, I'm going to rock out so hard because you're telling me to go. I grabbed my, my Flying V, my Jackson Flying V. I went there. I rock out. The, the, the breeze was crazy in Palm Springs. It was like throwing me apart. The Holy Spirit in me was so strong. I was just like, rocking out, ended up on the floor, like soloing. It was out of control. And it was surreal, to be honest. And, um, and, and I learned that this fear, it's not coming from God. This fear is coming from the enemy. We have a voice. We all have a voice, right, in, that tells us things. For example, you're not able to do this. You're not good enough. You, are, um, you, you suck at this. You're terrible. And that's not true. That's not God's true. Truth. God's truth is you are able. I love you. You were made perfect in your mother's womb. You can do it. You're a warrior. You can survive. That's God's truth. So I ended up doing the video and it was so much fun. And thank God I I haven't got the virus. Thank God I've been praying for a lot of people regarding the virus. And I guys, guys, if you any of you need a prayer, just message me. I'm real. 
I'll pray for you. I have a team of warriors that can pray. This is a serious thing. Um, some of us need to work. I am out there because this is a ministry and I need to be out there encouraging others during this war. I mean, to me, this is a war. So that's why I'm out there performing because people need encouragement. They need hope. Yeah. Uh, on a, on t- something totally unrelated. Uh, have you done any acting or modeling uh, when you were in uh, L.A.? I, you, yes, I model um, for different rock clothing lines. And I say that. <laughs> I make my own clothes sometimes. Come on, give me a little credit. And, um, and uh, when I was little, my mom put me in a modeling school so I could walk better. Because I grew up with two brothers. So I was kind of like a tomboy, you know. So my mom put me in modeling school and um, I did some acting. I was part of a movie. Actually, I produced the song for the movie and then they wanted me to act. That's in the movie. right. I had, I had seen that. that. That's another thing that, that, that you've done. You, yeah, what'd you do? You, you, you <laughs> contribute something to the a soundtrack of, of a movie? I wrote the opening song, the very, very opening song. Yeah, it's called Seven Scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's great. That's that's good, I, and there's you know there's there's good money in that type of thing too, and, and it's something that just keeps the 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 the, the chains moving. Yeah, because you seem, I could see. I mean, you're you're very outgoing. Uh, I, I've seen a couple of videos that you're in. You're very very natural. Uh, so that's why I kind of like I could I could see acting. You know, in 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 your future in your career. I I think it's, it, to me it sounds like something you would pursue. They should do a, a documentary about rock music. I want to be part of it. They were producing one one time, and I was going to be part of it, but um, uh, I just didn't go through. I was like, oh, oh that was perfect. <laughs> uh, it seems like every time they try to do anything with rock music, they always kill it. Like, did you did you see the movie Rock of Ages? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, how? About come that. on, that, that was. <laughs> did you like it? Well, be honest. I'm gonna be honest with everyone right now. God is because God is watching, Laura, and Uh-oh. he'll know if you are not being honest. So, did you like Rock of Ages? I always need to be honest. Yeah, it's dangerous. So, um, I what I what I liked is like they played my favorite songs. So my heart, I'm very auditive. So I am very. My heart was happy to listen to those songs. Now, are you talking about the Tom Cruise one? Is yes. That- <laughs> where he was, where he was, one of the worst movie names. He was Stacy Jacks, the the rock. Ugh, ugh. I know, I know. Oh, now, and listen, I give him credit. He, you know, he did a good job. I thought he did a good job singing, and obviously he was trying to be Axl Rose. But there <laughs> were a couple of scenes that I it was so embarrassing, so embarrassingly bad oh, that I like see. I know. Yeah, you know what scene I'm talking about. When yeah. all when all like, when all the rock stars, when the, when you had uh Sebastian Bach and and Kevin Cronin from from um REO and Debbie Gibson, they're all they're all singing, we built this city. And then, then the other side, yeah, the 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 holy roller going, we're not gonna take it. And uh, and and the reporters running back and forth with the microphone. It was so off the charts awful. No, you're right. I, 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 I couldn't take it. I, I'm right. like, I don't know how anyone 
could have gotten past the beginning of the movie when the girl is on the bus and she starts wow. singing Sister Christian. I'm, well, I mean, to be honest, like I was glad to watch a movie that had my favorite songs, like I said, but then in the acting- Oh, like, you're so positive. No, you're they so positive. Say something <laughs> bad about Rock of Ages. I cannot lie. I cannot lie, Jeffrey. But to be honest, yeah, the acting was super cheesy and super, and I don't like musicals so much, but if I am the director, oh, I wish I could just do this mo a movie. Uh, I will put the real deal. I will just put the, the real musicians there. Oh, that would be so cool. It will be expensive. But it's doable. It's possible. It looked like that movie had everybody in it. Another I another scene know. that I can't get past is when Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand are singing into a comb. I can't fight this feeling anymore, and they realize that they're gay for each other. That's. Uh, uh, I mean, come on. This movie was yes. just a pile of. Bull crap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. So we so we we agree. We don't like Rock of Ages. We all agree. I'm pretty sure everyone who's watching agrees. Yes. Right. If if people oh. on the uh, on the Lord Victoria, if they oh. want to chime in on their thoughts on Rock of Ages, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I am very biased about how bad this you movie really is. You really like rock and roll. Tell us about your com your real comments. Be honest. Guys watching. Come so on. what do you got uh, coming up? What what what's what's cool? What's coming up? What you know? What what and. and yeah, let's start with that. What what's cool? What's what do you got coming up? What's what's new in uh, Laura's life? What's new is well, you got the album. I'm producing Warrior Life, and I have all these amazing rock stars who are gonna join me. And we have these tour dates. We're playing in March in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and also, like I said, like I said, we're playing the Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina. I never play in South Carolina. I play, I think I perform in probably 40 states. So this is my first time. I am really excited. It's gonna be powerful because it's a Christian metal festival. So it's gonna be out of control. Um, super edgy, super ballsy. And yeah, I'm so excited. And how could how could our uh, listeners find you how how could they follow uh lauren how could they support you because that's the thing we always want to support our guests we want people to buy we want people to buy warrior warrior love is that it? warrior life warrior life we want people to buy warrior life we want people to follow uh uh laura victoria and we want people to see you when, when you come to their towns so how could they find you and they want to see the video with Cody taylor i'm pretty sure so oh, of course. <laughs> I, I i want to see it yeah, and, and Power to the Rock, the single, it's going to have Dave. Um, uh, when is that coming out? As soon as I can. I'm working so hard. This year, for sure. Um, so anyway, guys, I'm going to release a lot of songs soon and the tour dates. Everything. The easiest way is wallarmy.com. W-O-L, army.com. When you click that website... You're going to see El Victoria. Click there and you can even talk to me and message me through Facebook. You can message me. I am there for my people, for my soldiers, my commanders, my my army. You know, you guys are my warriors. Um, that's what I'm doing. This I'm doing music for you guys. This is my ministry. So, again, the easiest way is 
wallarmy.com, W-O-L, uh, look, W-O-L, <laughs> army.com, click El Victoria, and you, over there, you're going to see uh, how you can buy, pre, pre-order the album to help me finish it, and um, I hope to see you guys on the tour, it's going to be amazing. Guys, please support Laura. <laughs> Uh, and her band and her positivity. And when you see it, tell her how much you hate uh, Rock of Ages. And Laura, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today, man. You know, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you're delightful. And I, you know, I, I look forward to, to hearing the, uh, the new music. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. You guys are wonderful. I love this podcast. I am. Oh, thank Everybody you. subscribe right now, right now, right now, right now. Because otherwise you're going to forget. Love you guys. You're and- the best. Thank you so much. Laura, you're the best. We wish you nothing but, but success. Guys, next week we have a very special uh, podcast. We're going to have uh, Bruce Kulik, uh, formerly of KISS, on the show. That's our special Super Bowl uh, edition show. So, uh, guys, we will uh, talk to you uh, next week. Laura, love you. Take care, everybody. Love. <laughs>